For those of you that know me, you know that I don't follow the status quo. I think differently and I challenge you to do the same, especially owning the narrative or the description of success from others. And the reason why I bring this forward is I have talked to so many of you, and there are a number of you that have said things like, I didn't get a college degree. I didn't get this degree that is necessary for this particular job. I started out someplace else. I started my career and I had to work my way through college in order to get that promotion. And what I want you to do is think differently. Others have established a baseline or standard for expectation that if you get a college degree, you are going to be able to perform at a certain level and perhaps also have good leadership skills. Now, as I said, I think differently. Like, think about the outcome we're trying to achieve. When we enter the workforce, we want to do purposeful work. We want to hone our talents. We want to increase our capability of having an impact. And if you reverse engineer those qualities and you exhibit all of those qualities, do you necessarily need a college education or a specific kind of education in order to be successful? In many cases, yes but not always. And so my conversation with Kenny Chapman is amazing. He too challenges the status quo. I want you to listen to this interview and think about your situation. Do you follow the narrative of what other people say you should do? Or have you chosen your path based on what you think is the best thing for you to do that purposeful work and have the satisfaction in your career and in your personal life? full of amazing insights. You won't want to miss a beat of this amazing interview with Kenny Chapman. Let's listen. We're at the beginning stages of a great shift that I believe will take place. And I'm not against higher education. I'm against untrained eyes and ears guiding people based on fear, based on expectation, based on previous beliefs. I don't believe that history repeats itself. I believe human behavior repeats itself at a different time. And right now, what we're seeing is just to go get a, quote, bachelor's degree in generalization isn't the same that it was before. And what we're starting because of that and because of some of the frustration that some people have had, people that were resisting going into the trades are starting to go, wait a minute, I can go get paid while I'm learning and get out with a six-figure job and a career and so on and so forth. And so I think there is not a lack of quality team. There is an overabundance of bad leadership. Welcome to the Drop-In CEO Podcast. I'm Deb Coviello, and as the Drop-In CEO, I drop into businesses and assume the CEO role to enhance the human element and increase the results they achieve. This podcast is about bringing you conversations with expert guests who have achieved their greatest results built on a strong foundation of purpose, values, and elevating people. If you're a business leader, entrepreneur, or even just getting started in business, join us as we build the skills you need to achieve your goals. Hello, I am Deb Coviello, founder of The Drop-In CEO, and I am grateful you've joined us for another episode of this amazing podcast where I have the joy of speaking to industry leaders so they can share their insights and maybe inspire you along the way. And I ask if you like this episode, 
please subscribe, rate, review, tell others, and download. We love the downloads. We are coming up on an amazing number this coming month. I sincerely appreciate it because we want to continue to bring you great programming. But on a personal note, just know I am here for the C-suite leaders of today and tomorrow to navigate their challenges with confidence. And with that, I am so honored to share the mic with my guest, Kenny Chapman. Kenny founded the Blue Collar Success Group with the focus providing guidance that the in-home industry severely lacked consistent ethical, technical, technician training and retention, on-site consulting, personalized marketing and business strategies to boost the bottom line for owners and entrepreneurs. And then he noticed a need after hearing complaints from his industry peers and experiencing that frustration on his own back in 1994 when he bought a plumbing company in Colorado and only took in a thousand a month in revenue. And now Kenny an award-winning industry trainer who later built that business into a multi-million dollar company, uses his expertise to fill a void with the ever-changing blue-collar success group designated for electricians, plumbers, HVAC services, and so many more. Kenny, welcome to the show. Deb, thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm honored to be here. So I am as well. You have a fan, Lori Ritchie. Shout out to Lori. She knew of me in the podcast and said, Deb, can I talk to you? I want you to interview Kenny. He's an amazing leader. He's got an amazing brand and the impact he is having on the world is so important. But I think for my listeners, when you listen to his story, and I know we'll be inspired by it, it's digging down deep inside when you're exercising and doing your craft, doing it well. Listen to the universe. There may be another calling for you to pursue in service to others. So Kenny, Without further ado, share a little bit about yourself personally, your career journey, and the work you're doing now. Yeah, I I just again I'm honored to be here and grateful to to share time with everybody, all of our listeners. I I'm a life guy and I believe in, you know, there's this we spend a lot of time in business, but I don't believe in business life and personal life. I believe in life and they intersect. And the more congruent they become or that we allowed like the realization that they are, the better we can serve. And I started out as a young entrepreneur at 23 years old. As you mentioned, I bought a little company. I had no business being in business. I had no idea what I was doing. And it was just a super gift that I was able to lean into education. And I was never that great at the craft of the trade of any of the businesses I've owned. And I realized, fortunately, somewhere along the line that I didn't need to be great at the specific technical work that a company does in order to lead and grow a company that does that technical work. And I think that's true for every every C-suite and now and in the future to to remember that. Like we're we're in the human potential business, regardless of what your craft is. But I'd like to go there a little bit while you said you got into the construction trades, ran a business, you perceive you weren't the best at it. But then what was it that you found you were good at that impacted business? Because I want people to listen to this. We hone our craft. We try to be the subject matter expert. But you found a different calling or a different skill other than simply the trade. Yeah, I I really ended up realizing that my company was a was a personal development organization and our craft was plumbing, heating, air conditioning, and electrical. 
So really, as people came through the door, they came to work for, it's kind of that old, there's an old cliche, you know, with, with clients of sell them what they need, give them what they want type of a thing. Many of us have heard that. Well, I believe with team members, they come into our circle of influence with their own expectation of what they're trying to do, which is usually put food on the table, grow their careers, whatever that is. But I just decided I was going to focus on growing people regardless of what the trade was or the technical aspect. And therefore, I I became a magnet and I was able to start attracting those people that wanted that. And magnets do two things. They attract and they repel. So we were able to repel people quickly that were just there for the check or you get paid on Friday and some stuff rolls downhill, they say in plumbing. And so, so, you know, it's one of those things where when you focus on your people and it's kind of, I'm almost hesitant to say it because it's so overused and so overrun. And we've heard people, you know, that, that say it, but then go away from core values, but there's nothing more true today than leaning into the workforce, the the younger generation, all the negative news and all the stuff about, oh, people don't want to work. And, you know, there's the great resignations and the great silent quitting and all that. Stop it. Get over it. Stop listening to the news and the media. Focus on your people and help them accomplish what they want. That's the point of the business in my in my view. And I think we can end the podcast right there. This is what it's all about. Now, you and I are on the same page. You know, I talk to people about don't own the narrative that we hear because then everybody's going to jump on the bus and say, yeah, 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 that's it. I say, nay. I say the great resignation was meant to happen. People were not satisfied with the overall quality of life. You say, you know, it shouldn't be separate your work, your personal. It should be in congruence with each other, the way you live your life, the way you work with people. It's all there. This was just a tipping point that accelerated a change that would have happened maybe at a slow burn, the silent this and all of that. I think what it is, it's an awakening to understand what really counts. And you touched on it, the leading indicator. Yes, there are great tradesmen's trade schools, and we're going to go there because it is a underserved community we need more of. But even in your business, Send people out for training, get their certifications, mentor them, coach them, apprentices, et cetera. But when we unleash people's potential showing up at a customer, knowing how to handle a difficult situation, payment terms, what have you, it's those skills that we have to show and teach them in order to get through and get a good outcome, not send them out for more schooling, et cetera. I so believe in investing. I'm so glad we are talking here about that. (laughs) Yes, me as well. But amazing here, and I also love what you say about reaching down now early to the younger generation. I I mean, I've got to go here with the trades. My husband, thank goodness, he is also in the trades, construction management. Nowadays, we cannot find enough people in the trades. I mean, what have you seen as a trend? How do we get more people in it? Because some people are meant to solve problems with their hands with people. What can we do? (laughs) What are you seeing as a trade? Because I would love to see more people get into this pursuit, this type of career. It's happening. It's it's you know we're at the we're at the beginning stages of a of a great shift that I believe will take place. And and I I'm not against higher education. I'm against untrained eyes and ears guiding people based on fear, based on expectation, based on previous beliefs. I don't believe that 
history repeats itself. I believe human behavior repeats itself at a different time. And right now, what we're seeing is just to go get a quote bachelor's degree in in generalization isn't the same that it was before. And what we're starting because of that, and because of some of the frustration that some people have had, people that were resisting going into the trades are starting to go, wait a minute, I can go get paid while I'm learning and get out with a six-figure job and and a career and so on and so forth. And you know, I so I think the the shift is happening. And I love what you said earlier, Deb, that this w- this was all necessary. Everything happens at the exact right time in history. That's my belief, and I'm sticking to it. And so <laughs> I believe the same is true. Where you know, there's there's not a shortage, and I and I'll I'll say this too that I would say this might be true in almost every industry, but I'll speak for the industries that I specifically serve. There is not a lack of quality team. There is an overabundance of bad leadership. So it's not that we're missing people. It's that we're not focusing on leading. We're not executing at the C-suite level, at the highest level within the trades. Many people became leaders in the trades because they didn't have another place to go. So they've been upset and they have this, quote, old school mentality. And well, back in the day, people threw wrenches at I don't care what happened back in the day. We're not back in the day. Fast forward to now and realize that we're in the greatest time we've ever been, regardless of where you're at, what you're doing, what your education is, what you've learned. Your future can be greater than than your past, period. But you've got to embrace your past. So now as people start looking at, well, maybe the trades aren't so bad, I think as we up-level leadership within the trades, we'll start attracting people more and more. You are so uplifting and inspiring. I love your energy because, you know, amidst all the bad press we're seeing in the news and the politics politics and the economics, (laughs) to me, the naysayer, okay, well, all that stuff is happening over there. I am going to pave my own journey. I am going to start this. I'm going to try something new. Let everybody cower in a corner and be scared. You're right. This is the perfect opportunity to try new things, invest, start your own business, or maybe we need to do something different. Now, I want people to understand a little bit more about who you serve. When you think about your clients or companies, they happen to be attracted to you from the trades. Where are they at? And what is that leader saying that says, I need to do something differently in order to survive? (laughs) And they come to you for your services. Tell me what that looks like. Yeah, at the the Blue Collar Success Group, we really work with a range of businesses, I would say, quote, a sweet spot, let's say, would be, you know, an established company that's already running some some calls and trucks and different things and has some ability for sending people to training, investing in their team, some of that. Now I say that I started by myself as a dead broke drain cleaner in the truck at 23 years old. I didn't have any of that. So we do have, you know, a growth membership and lower investment areas where people can get involved as they grow their companies. But I we focus on people that want to develop their people and want to improve the world. And so the, the reality is that we're not for everybody. And I'm 100% okay with that. I'm for progressive-minded individuals that might be hitting their head on the, on the ceiling of complexity. They're, they're looking at, there's got to be a better way I believe that success traps are harder to get out of than failure traps. So maybe I've I've hit where I'm I'm quote successful, but I'm 
I'm struggling a little bit. I believe in success laws and in the in the blue collar space we just we focus on how we can help people create breakthroughs which ties to confidence, ties to self-worth as an industry in the trades and again I would say probably every industry I've I've keynoted all over the world in all kinds of industries confidence is a huge huge challenge and one of the things that we really do is help people up level confidence and right now at the time that we're recording this deb we need more than ever to go into confidence because of what you mentioned the narrative the negative press cnn constant negative news that's what it stands for i don't so forgive me but that's <laughs> that's how i feel about the mass media and i don't care what your political belief is what you're watching it's all negative and there's a reason that in in the last year of the what they call unicorn companies right the the co- companies that create billion with a b dollar valuations before they go public 54 i believe percent of them were founded by immigrants to the united states now why is that what what's up with that when we oh they're not buying the narrative they're not buying the fact that oh there's no opportunity here this is a terror they're looking at America, US, Canada, and Australia is still major opportunity. And I think that sometimes those of us that were born here and think the sun rises and sets on us need to get out of the country and travel a little bit and see some other areas. And it's one of the reasons I get out of this country every single year to go have a different experience and to, I believe, travel creates perspective. And we're here for leadership. We're here for those things. Well, challenge your perspective a little bit, my friends. It might be better than you think. Oh, I so agree with you. I have had the great fortune of being in different cultures. I went to Spain training people from all over the world, and they also asked me about the political climate, what my views were, et cetera. They're very, very interested in what's happening with us, but also you get to see their culture, what they value. You know, sometimes we might make fun of some of our European colleagues that say, oh, you get five, six, seven weeks vacation. You know what? They probably have it right. (laughs) For which then, what can we as leaders do a little differently? Even if you're working 50, 60 hours because you love your job, what can you do differently to then spend more time doing the things you enjoy? Now, I want to go into this confidence thing because I talk about this all the time. I had somebody I mentored, technically super uber smart, and they said, I could do the job if I could just get my confidence back. Now, I'm curious when you're working with these companies, is it the confidence of the leader to let go and grow and do, or is it, do you find it in the rank and file? Where do you spend your time building confidence? And what are some of the things that are holding them back? Yes, it's it's at every level in the business because we are, we're all people and when we have different challenges, depending on where we go and every time we get promoted, every time we elevate, you know, we're we're here in the human experience, I'll say to increase our consciousness, period. That's that's why I believe that we're here. And we get to use the business environment, meaning roles, specific skill sets. So as soon as I up-level my consciousness and I get a new role, now I'm, I've got to learn. I've got to do different things. So regardless of where we're at, we focus on confidence. And one of the things I, I speak to is what I call confidence cash. In the business world, we all understand cash. We understand cash flow. We spend a lot of time there. I believe that confidence is is tied like it's it's your wallet. And what happens is throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout the month, throughout the quarter, people come and need 
cash and they'll they'll take you. Sometimes you get robbed, right? And it's like, <laughs> oh my gosh, somebody took all my confidence cash. And so you've got to continue to instill that by listening to drop-in CEO podcasts, by looking and getting education, by challenging yourself and turning off the negative news and all those different things. That's where you start putting your deposits back in because customers take it away. Sometimes coworkers take it away. Sometimes people on your own leadership will take it away without realizing. But my friend, make sure that you're not doling it out without realizing it. Make sure that you're not giving away your confidence because where you are today in your life is a sum total of the decisions you've made to this point, which is 100% tied to the confidence level that you had each time you made those decisions, period. That's what I believe. Beautiful insight. And again, I hope you <laughs> take this and replay this particular section. It was incredible. And I, I will tell you, even as a person who I think I have come into my confidence every day, it's a challenge. I've got a new opportunity with a new client that I am working with. And I wonder if I can be in service to them. And so sometimes you doubt you going forward. But I will tell you, and I will tell you my physical therapist, when I had a broken ankle and I almost couldn't curl for a season, they talked to me and said, look back at where you came from, Deb. You came in on crutches and a boot. And now you're just complaining that when you walk up a stairs, your ankle's a little funny. We need to go back and celebrate the fact that despite the past, we have figured out ways with others to gain the confidence and do the job and move forward. It's just another bump in the road. You will find the confidence, find smart people, and just know you're going to succeed. And even if you don't, you're going to learn something and continue to succeed. Yes, 100%. Amazing. Now, let's turn it to you. <laughs> I get to go and ask any questions I want. You have been growing a business. I'm sure you've tried many things. But you being on this journey, building a company in service to people to help grow their bottom line by focusing on leading indicators like confidence and all those other skills. But for you as a business owner, what have been your challenges along the way? What have you had to overcome and how have you grown? For me, it, it was definitely tied to self-worth and self-image challenges that kind of pre-prelude confidence. So I, I got cocky when I got a little bit of outward success. I was good at sales because I I grew up wearing secondhand clothes and I had to figure out how to sell my way out of situations. And so that was like kind of the beginning of it. But, you know, I ended up in trouble as as a young, well, an older teen, I guess, as a young individual. So I I ended up joining the military to, to get some discipline that I that I much needed. The military taught me that I wanted to be paid for performance, not to have just time and grade promotion. And so I learned a lot there, but quite honestly, Deb, the the greatest education that I've learned was how to handle what I believe is the the human condition, which the biggest, a big challenge I had was I ended up addicted to drugs and alcohol as a driven leader, as a successful entrepreneur running multi-million dollar organizations. I was very functioning, but I had a problem. And by the time I got to where I could say, look, I, I, my number one core value is freedom. And I build my life around freedom and I build companies around freedom, but I wasn't free. And the day that I had that realization and realized I wasn't free there, I had created it financially, schedule, all relationships, purpose. I had freedom everywhere, but I wasn't free from the suffering that I was creating for myself. And so 
any of our leaders out there that realize we stuff emotions, we stuff challenge, we put ourselves in lack of winning situations and we just go and we work and we do. And it's time to focus on self-care. And part of my recovery process years ago was to focus on self-care. And it's the first time in my life I ever put myself first and adopted a meditation practice and a journaling practice and a reading every day practice and so on and so forth and eliminated codependent relationships from my life. And that freedom just was, was the greatest thing. And I believe that's why we are in the leadership role is to learn from ourselves. So, you know, I'm, I'm not here to, you know, advocate recovery. I'm I go to the bar with friends. Like I'm not one of these guys that got sober and said, Oh, don't ever have a drink. I love people that love wine. I've traveled all over Italy drinking wine. When I drank, I just probably drank more than I could have. Let's say that. But, you know, I, I just think that wherever you are in your career, look at trigger points, look at where you can leverage, look at where you can lean into your abundance mindset, dive in deeper in relationships, realizing the problems that you have are not problems at all. They're gifts in a different package and, and there's solutions. And I personally, I don't believe in failure. And once I really adopted that in my life and in my businesses, there's no such thing as failure to me. There's only results. And sometimes I don't get a result that I set out to get or don't, the business plan doesn't unfold exactly how I want. The world wants you to call that failure. I don't. You mentioned it earlier, Deb. I call that education. And it's an incredible opportunity. We get the education every day in the business environment. We get to play. We get to have other people bring their challenges, issues, situations to us to solve. We're psychologists, psychiatrists friends, enemies, all kinds of different things in, in a leadership role. And, and what a gift. So just continue to evolve your consciousness, my friends. That's that's going to be your freedom point. You are so full of energy. I got to ask you, what is your beverage of choice or what gives you so much? You, you know, <laughs> what, what I'm feeling right here, and again, I get to see Kenny as we're talking here, is just the energy is coming through. And so you do have a podcast. I know you speak you're you're a one to many model on steroids but i just want so many more people to hear it. you just so many things i'm getting like chills listening to this but i'm going to just ask a quick question cuz i want to make sure i also get to know you and support you if we were to look at the blue collar success group in 2 to 3 years from now what is the next journey or transformation for you and your team mm great question you know we are going to be on the front edge as we continue to navigate success for the trades. We put success in in our name of our company because success needs to be redefined in the new paradigm and it's not it's not just money, it's not just size of business. It's about self-care. We're in a mental health crisis in this country and business is where we're going to solve it from the blue collar success groups perspective. You know, I, I love there's there's just something all encompassing there. For instance, obviously they are business owners, they are people in the trades servicing customers. We serve customers and clients and we touch their lives and they're going through change. Frontline workers, I mean, I just think what you're doing is so amazing. I'm gonna take this in another direction because again, I think we're <laughs> saying amen to the same things here in the work that I do. But you also are getting ready to release something. I believe it's called the blue collar success laws. I would love people to learn more about that. Absolutely. Yes. I, I just finished a book called the blue collar success laws. As you said, there's seven laws that I believe. And you know, if you're not a blue collar 
in a blue collar industry or blue collar leader there, you can still get value from the book. Obviously their laws are success laws, but you know, I, I focus on the seven things that really drive me. And, and I would say these laws are that my drink of choice that gives me this energy in a nutshell, you know, that's really what it's about. So if you go to bluecollarlaws.com, there's, there's an opportunity for you to grab a free book there and, and we'll ship it to you. Just cover the shipping and we'll send you a book and it's in audio format, whatever your your digestion of choice is. But really that that's an area that I'm really, really focused on helping people define for themselves. We we tend to grab a narrative of success that other people might have or other people think or quote should on us. And I don't buy that. You're you're a unique individual. What's your version of success? It might be a very small company, it might be the biggest company in the world, but you get to choose that. And I have since redefined success. Well, I have earned large money, big money, and been grateful for those opportunities. I do look at it a little bit different. Successes, meaning I can sit down and have dinner with my family at 6.30 most nights. The fact that I get the opportunity to engage with so many people and occasionally hear somebody say, Deb, I was inspired by you. Those things are meaningful to me because my values is I'm trying to help other people navigate their challenges struggle less and spend more time doing the things they love. And when I hear that, I feel like I am moving down the path of success. Now, I just want to flip it a little bit because you used something. You said something in a nutshell. You've got a podcast, Leadership in a Nutshell. Yeah, that's right. That's what it is. How did you come up with that podcast? And tell us a little bit more about what is it, you know, what do you tend to do? or What have you been doing with that podcast and how has it impacted people? Well, it is. It's interesting that I did actually say that, that in a nutshell. So that's where it came from. I, I'm a simplifier more than a multiplier in, in life and in business. I, I'm keen on simplifying. So in a nutshell, I kind of get to the point or whatever. So I launched the podcast called Leadership in a Nutshell. That's uh, right now it's a solo cast. I'm looking to start having guests on soon, but I just do 10, 15, 20 minutes a week of just some thoughts, some perspectives, some things I see with clients, some different directions that we're seeing and feeling. And really, as I recovered from from my quote, what the world calls addictions, really what I identified is that the number one addiction in the world is the addiction to suffering. And in the business environment, not only are we addicted to suffering by and large, but we hang our hat on it. And we, you know, oh, well, I worked 80 hours this week. Well, I suffered more than you. And so I should get a promotion. No, 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 no. Let's ship that. Let's flip that around and shift the narrative around that. So leadership in a nutshell, I just dive into different things, top of mind, just share perspective, my energy, tasks that I'm doing, things that I'm working on, how I'm up leveling my consciousness, self-care, what I'm seeing with clients, what I'm seeing in the business environment, just some crazy Kenny nuggets once a week, I guess. It's not so crazy. I was listening to it and I was particularly inspired your perspective. What I really like is you always have a slightly different perspective because we want people to think versus doing what others say we should be doing. And you talk about, are you being committed to lesser goals? And it's almost like that getting off track. You know, we set intentions and goals, do the best we can, but asking yourself, are you committing to lesser goals and maybe lessening the work that you're supposed to do. Tell us a little bit about that. I thought it was a really interesting show. Yeah, thanks. I, I I really I think that you know as as we evolve and we learn more about ourselves and we become the the better version of ourselves, the next level of our greatest self, we sometimes we we stay stuck in what we thought was an ideal. 
And and that's the challenge. And I love what you said earlier about not not I don't love that you had an injury, but I love what where you went with the personal therapist helping out. I'm saying the wrong word there, but who was helping you recover from it. You measure forward by looking back. And so when we look back, we see how far we've come. But the challenge is that sometimes it's time to completely take a different course. And sometimes it's just a small adjustment. But when you look at your goals, are did they still resonate? Is it something that makes you feel that fire and get excited about that, you know, drives you and, and really creates? That's why I think there's the critic what I call the critical synergy between life and business. When you can have those married a little bit more and work in your zone of genius, then the lines get blurred a little bit because, you know, I, I've started eliminating the word work from my vocabulary because most of the world has a negative connotation with work. So I don't work. I create, I, I go to create, I've got a creative space. I don't have an office. I have a creative space. Like I don't want this negative connotation of work. You don't have to work and then go enjoy your life. You don't have to work and then retire and get to what you want. No, let's do this. We have one life. Let's enjoy it. Penny, you and I, we need our own show here because I am always about going another direction. You go right, I'm going to go left because I'm just so tired of just accepting things. As a child, I always said, why, why, why? Help me help me to understand why things are. And then I'm going to say, I agree or mm, no, I'm going to go over here. I'm sorry if it's not popular. You know, I think I, there's a little bit of that in all of us. All of us need to think differently for ourselves, not accept the negative news because we need to be the leaders to pave that journey of positivity and do what we're meant to do and give us that balance and have that whole life balance. Kenny, this has been an amazing conversation. I know it's not the last one, but any last thoughts you want to share with both of our communities? And I also want people to connect with you. So any last thoughts, Kenny? Just lighten up everybody. Just I I just I'm so grateful to have this energy share with you, Deb and and everybody that has the opportunity to hear us, I just, I think we just take things so seriously. And, you know, just remember you're, you're in a leadership role, you're creating the game. So don't create a game that you can't win. Like that makes no sense from a logical level. And so just take a step back, decide who you want to be, enjoy the ride. When the world, you know, hands you a, a challenge, just embrace it, learn from it, and keep on going. When you wake up in a year from now or 10 years from now or 100 years from now, you're going to be somewhere. You might as well enjoy the ride. That's what it's about. Oh, beautiful conversation, Kenny. It has been such a pleasure. I do wish you continued success. I cannot wait to see where the Blue Collar Success Group goes. I'm a fan of you and the team. Thank you so much. You've been amazing. Thank you very much. I appreciate all the opportunity. Appreciate you. Thank you for listening to the Drop-In CEO Podcast. My new book, CEO's Compass, will change the way you think about leadership, navigate rapid transformation, and elevate the leaders of tomorrow. If you're feeling off track, the CEO's Compass Assessment will guide you to peace of mind in days, not months. You can learn more about the CEO's Compass by visiting my website at dropinceo.com. Now go out and lead, inspire, and achieve your goals.